It is election day 2020. There's not a whole lot more information we could give you that is going to change who you're going to vote for. There's not a whole lot more we can say that's going to change the outcome. So we're going to have a free-flowing conversation about where we're at as we, just like you, wait on the results So if you haven't voted, go out and vote. And if you have voted, let's sit back, watch, and hopefully enjoy the show. Let's get into it. Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. What's up, everybody? I'm K-Cartoon. This is Rx Phonics. We are the Audio Apes, and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair and our take on it. Two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. Go on over to Twitter. Follow us at Hanging with Apes. Go on over to our website. That's HangingWithApes.com. You can sign up for our newsletter. And if you want to listen to some really good rap and hip-hop music, go to any major music streaming platform. Type in audio apes and our catalog pops up. It truly is the best. It truly is the best. Well, we've arrived to election day 2020. We are recording this the day before election day, but as you listen to this, it will be election day. Uh, maybe you're listening to this on your way to go vote or in the background while you're looking at the news or wherever you get your information from. What a feeling. Oh, man. I'm nauseated. Yeah, it's a crazy feeling because you know how much is at stake, you know? Yeah, yeah. And what the result, what the outcome can be, and who's to say? Yeah, it, it's it's definitely tough. Um there's like a lot of states that like you don't really know where they're going. So you can have an idea, you know. Uh Minnesota's interesting. <laughs> that that'd be pretty pretty crazy if it if it goes red. Nevada, that's another one. You were the first person to tell me about Nevada, and it was funny cuz then it was like a political article talking about it, so that might be in play. Or maybe not. You you just you don't know until don't election know. day, um, or until we we count all the votes. Florida, I have a feeling Florida is going to go red though, but that's tough. Um, and then you were saying that there was uh, numbers out there suggesting that like the voter turnout for early voting isn't where the Democrats needed to be. Right. So it's like, well, shit, you know. There's a lot of states that that have broken just the record of how many voters just by early voting. So that's another thing. It's like it's become so mainstream now. Politics, this is the, the the I guess, the one election where it's become so mainstream where people are really going out there voting. Yeah. So what does that say? Uh, is it going to be a Republican surge? Like, like, for example, Pennsylvania, some of those rallies? Jesus. Then that one, there was one that you posted on, on Twitter and when I saw what they, how many people they said that was that were there, I was like, whoa, 
That's rock star shit. 57,000 people. Yeah. So what does that say? Will Pennsylvania go to Trump or is that still close? That's, you know what I mean? Like yesterday so I read states. that the Pittsburgh Post Gazette, the biggest newspaper in Pittsburgh, yeah. uh, endorsed Trump, which is the first time that they've endorsed a Republican candidate since 1972. Yep. Um, the Boston Herald? Yeah, it's just, I mean, there's a lot of different polls out there. It's, I mean, in, in some cases, it's split down the middle. Uh, Trafalgar Group, which was amongst the more accurate polls in 2016, especially for the Rust Belt, um, like they were pretty accurate. They have Trump winning um, uh, Ohio, Michigan, and Wisconsin. Um, and if Trump, like, let's say it's Trump gets the Sun Belt, so we we got we got uh, Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, like he gets those, right? Yeah. Um, Texas, they're calling Texas a a, a a a battleground state, but it looks all the data coming in looks like it's it's going to be pretty red, solid mm -hmm. red, and then Arizona is looking solid red too. Or very red, maybe not solid red, but very red. No. Um, so if he he maintains those, Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, yeah. Iowa. If he gets Ohio, Michigan, and Wisconsin, he would win. He wouldn't even need Pennsylvania, Minnesota, or Nevada. Pennsylvania, Minnesota, and Nevada. I have my eye on those because those are Democrat strongholds. Yeah. So if everything that I mentioned previously is solid and locked, if he's competitive there or he gets one, then I think it, we would be able to project that he wins. That he would win, barring like something like like very like unforeseen and you know like a circumstance in which we can't predict. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But because for all we know. We could it could be election day and we see California turn red. You know, right? I doubt I doubt that, <laughs> but you you never know. You know what I'm saying? Or Illinois or, or something like that. You don't know. Um, it's it's crazy though. Like it feels right now. It feels like it's like part of a movie almost. Yeah. And it's like the the third act or like it's about to be begin like the big battle scene or. Whatever the case, and it's it's interesting. And like right now, where we're at with this episode, it's kind of a, a interesting place that we're able to just like talk about everything and and just kind of have like a, a a free flow. You know, we don't we don't do this often. Like it's typically our our episodes are pretty structured, but I mean, we've said. Yeah. Everything like we've we've talked about the cultural ramifications, the political ones, the economic ones. Like we've talked about all these different things that this election is gonna have an effect on for some time now. Like we've we've essentially covered the whole election season. I remember like us doing episodes back when the Democrats were having 
their debates and they had so many people on stage. Yeah. They were saying all kind of dumb shit and pandering by trying to talk Spanish and everything like that. And Jesus. then we went from that to talking about Trump's first rally and it's like, damn, is it even going to be competitive because of like the low attendance? And, yeah. you know, so like we've we've been on a very interesting journey in terms of, of this uh, election season, this campaign season. The ups and the downs. The ups and the downs. And now this is where we're at. And yeah. I mean, I would imagine by next week's episode, we know who won. Yeah. You know, like there's some people that are out there talking about, oh, well, we're not going to know f- for a month or whatever. I don't think so. No, I, I, I actually don't think so think, either. I actually think that we could know by the next day like i could understand yeah. if we don't know like the day of but i i think we could know by the next day or maybe if if by the next day a winner is not declared i think there will be enough data to show like the projected winner you know yeah. what i'm saying yeah and and then you know we would be able to to kind of go from there but but who knows for all we know like yeah. maybe we will know the night of the election because if there's a humongous turnout either way that may that who knows if that could be enough to to swing things a certain way yeah like do you think we could even know that night it, depending on like how many yeah i mean it's all it's all possible it's just we don't you know because it would have to be percentage wise too like okay what 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 needs to be counted mail in ballots yeah exactly would, would that because even make some, a significant because, difference because exactly because yeah. some states they have it where the mail in ballot could could be counted like so many days after the election i don't like that i don't like the idea of that i yeah. don't like the concept of that but it i mean there's nothing that we could do about that but I'm sure they would know how many are still out there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then you you can compare and contrast to, like, the in-person numbers. And then maybe the in-person numbers are, are greater anyway or to the point where whatever those mail-in ballots are, it wouldn't even matter because the number is so great, you know, in one way or the other. It's tough, man. It's tough, and it is. Yeah. It is a little. It is nerve wracking, and yeah, this this uh, this election, I would have to say, is definitely the most nerve wracking of all the elections I've been a part of that I've seen. Even maybe that I didn't, I wasn't able to vote yet. Um, this one is definitely does take the <laughs> the prize when it comes to that. I think so much is at stake. I think. This is a time where, like, I really look at those uh, the the rhino conservatives, and I, I really which for people that don't yeah, know what rhino re- Republicans are, it's yeah. Republican in name in, in only. name only. Yeah. <laughs> so rhino Republican in yeah. name only. So it's like they they're they're classified as Republicans, but they nothing about them is. Yeah. Republican. Like 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 Mitt, did he endorse Biden or no? I don't remember if he did or not. Or if he just kinda I don't think off. he in, he endorsed him. I know he's definitely not endorsing Trump, but I don't know if he he all out endorsed Biden. Yeah, those are the ones I don't understand the most. Because you look at guys like Ted Cruz, you look at guys like Ben Shapiro, who they're like, Well, listen, 
I understand. You don't like him as a person, but goddamn the policy. Policy is like right in line with what we vote for. That's a rational person to me. And I, I, I think that I respect that because you're looking at what you're voting for, not necessarily the the fireworks. Yeah. And I think that this election year, just Biden's ticket is a scary ticket. Yeah. It is. It's just, I mean, imagine having uh, Elizabeth Warren, um, Bernie Sanders <laughs> as part of the administration. The cabinet, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's scary. And then let alone, let, let's say the the Republicans lose the Senate and then the the House stays, because uh, right now it's slightly blue, they have the House. What happens then? What policies are we are we seeing then? So that's that's the scary part. Even though I, I, I've seen that it's projected that Republicans might keep the Senate. Yeah. Be some I've seen races. different predictions. Like I've seen some predictions that Republicans go up in seats, and then I've seen them predictions where they go down in seats in the Senate. But I haven't really seen many predictions where they lose the Senate. They yeah. still have the majority, like at the end of the election. And I've seen like some wild ass predictions, like when it comes to the presidential race. Like I seen one today that consisted of and actually two different independent uh polling data uh, uh analysts they both agreed on this number they had Biden 212 to Trump 320 something 320 something in geez. electoral votes and but that consisted of Trump getting Nevada, Minnesota and Pennsylvania I mean That'd be nice, but I, I, I have a hard time seeing that he would get yeah. all three of those, but but you never know because if we we dial, you know, the 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 time machine back to nineteen sixty eight when all the craziness was popping off with, with riots and racial tension and everything like that, people came out and it was a red wave for Nixon and they he yeah. called them Trump calls his people the silent majority and Nixon, he called them something similar. Yeah, something similar. I don't know if it was, it might have been. Maybe it was also the silent majority, but he called them something similar. So there's a lot of there's a lot of parallels. Uh, another correlation is what I mentioned previously about the Pittsburgh uh, Post Gazette newspaper endorsing Trump, the first yeah. Republican candidate that they've endorsed since 1972. So that means 1972, they endorsed Nixon. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So there's a lot of correlation between Trump and and Nixon. Also, yeah. Trump, you know, they've made a lot of things. They've they've turned uh, they've they've made mountains out of molehills with Trump and the administration and like yeah. how they went after him with impeachment and everything like that. And they were very much like after Nixon because, I mean, even the Watergate scandal, like, yeah, it's it's not cool and it's unethical and everything like that. But essentially what we're getting from like Clinton, what we know of Hillary Clinton and the Clinton Foundation 
and and Biden and the Biden crime family and all that is way worse than fucking Nixon tapping, you know, the phones of the Democratic Party. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. So it's it's pretty it's pretty wild. Yeah. Like the the connection, the correlation. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's funny. It's funny that, and I'll never forget this, and especially because of what the polls are suggesting, what the news is suggesting, uh, or news outlets are suggesting. If Trump wins, and I say this again, I've said this what the last three episodes. That's the I think the wildest, the wildest shit in the sense that like. You cannot deny the blanket that they try to put over people. Oh yeah, the, you know I mean the magic trick that they try to pull. Yeah, like like uh, I don't know, man. That and it's scary, and and you saw it, and it's not like something that we could like. We, you could do anything in the world to try and hide this shit, but like what Twitter did, what Facebook did with the Hunter Biden situation, how they try to—that's voter suppression. It, it, to an extent like you're not really giving out the 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 news because you know it's gonna hurt him but oh no if it's tax stuff and if it has to do with trump that's fine so i i'd like to just see what what happens another thing too it's like you're seeing rallies uh, or not rally but like just people going out in new york you're seeing people in beverly hills what does that say like I'm not seeing that excitement for Biden. So then it's it's just a very it, it's it's very tormenting because it's like, well, is it just like a certain amount of people or is this the type of shit that trickles down to the swing states? What where are we here? So just even that alone, just finding that out like on a cultural level where we're at, which we'll find out when we find out who the president is, is like you'll have a better idea of where people are at and what people, where people's yeah, mindsets are at. Big time. So, I mean, that's in and of itself like a very big key, especially for us because we have, whether Trump wins or Biden wins, we still have a show to that, that keeps going. And it's like that'll just be an interesting trip just to take like, okay, well, oh, let's yeah. try and understand this or we could be like oh we understood it pretty well and then now we we move on i mean and, and that's the thing like that's one thing i appreciated you know before this this year this year obviously it's a political year it's a presidential election year you have to cover it because that's all that's in the news especially in 2020 but like you know we would have those episodes where we would just be able to break some shit down like yeah. just didn't necessarily have to do with Trump or 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 anything political, but maybe something a little bit more cultural. Yeah. So I wonder where we go. Which from there, there are definitely cultural ramifications to this election. Like the a, a lot is going to be said, a lot is going to be dictated, and once the results are in, there'll be there'll be a lot to unpack. You know, in terms of why things happen the way they happen, and like you said. I thought you phrased it very well. It's like, all right, well, will we see that we have to like learn something, or will we see that okay, well, we had a pretty good grasp on things as they were, as they happened. Um, it, it's just one of those things where, if 
Biden were to win, how bad does it get? Like, you know what I'm saying? Because we don't elect, at least I know I don't elect the president based off of like his likability. Like, like yeah. for instance, I, I saw on, on Instagram, somebody had posted this, uh, I think they were in Pennsylvania and Obama campaigning for Biden. And they were like in some, it looked like some school or whatever. And Obama had hit a swish, a three-pointer. That's what I do. Yeah. Uh. And, uh, you know, badass, he got a good jump shot. And like somebody on, on Instagram, they posted oh, I wish we could just have this for four more years. It's like, well, what the fuck does that have to do with <laughs> with anything? You yeah. know, like, oh, like, yeah, maybe get them on your fucking squad for a pickup game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah If I would pick... I would pick Obama over Trump on my squad for a pickup game. Yeah. But then I don't know. Maybe Trump is a crazy ass rebounder. You know, <laughs> in the whole, you know, you don't know. But my point is, my paint. point is like, like, it's like, yeah, in that function, in that capacity, that's fine. But that's not like, what does that matter? Like, where are people, where are people's heads at? So it's going to be interesting that in and of itself, if if people in the country. Are like yeah okay well he's not the most likable guy whatever sometimes he doesn't have the most tact but he gets the job done and then some. I mean I would imagine that's like way better than somebody that's likable but does a shit job. Yeah, you yeah. know. So it's yeah. like because because what does that tell you? Because essentially Biden doesn't have any great platform to run off of. So if people vote for it. That means that people are voting for that. And like that's a scary place to be as a nation where yeah. you're more preoccupied with the notion of wh- what a person is like personally versus the results that they yield. Yeah. Now, do you s- two scenarios? I'll ask you one and then I'll ask you the other one. This scenario is Biden wins. Biden wins, Senate keeps the. The the the, the Republicans Senate keep the Senate or the Republicans keep the Senate. What happens four years from now? Do you think it'll? Do Do you think that he will put himself in a place where he could get reelected, or do you think it'll just be like, "Yep, this was a bad idea. Let's get rid well, of this guy." Well, I mean, he's already suggested that he would be like a one-term president, like just off of like what he personally wants, like he, yeah. He's already subliminally and subtly he has yeah. said that. So there's a lot of unpredictability in regards to like what a Biden presidency would be because is he a placeholder for Kamala Harris? Because like, let's not forget that whole thing. Obviously, if the Republicans keep the Senate, that would be some sort of barrier between the craziness that's going to come out of a Biden White House and the American people. Um, Which will be good and it will be needed because let's remember that Biden ticket, the Biden ticket has not answered about packing the court. There's a whole lot of unanswered shit about the whole Hunter Biden's laptop and the, the dealings and everything like that. Yeah. 
Green New Deal, like all this craziness that could potentially come out of a of a Biden administration, a Biden White House. So if worst case scenario in terms of like policy, then I would imagine in two years we see a red wave like in the House and in the Senate and everything yeah. like that. If like I'm I'm what I see and the logic that I'm using is sound. Now if like I'm so far I don't feel like I'm detached and so far removed from what's going on in the world, but if I am that detached and that far removed from what's going on in the world, well then this shit is over with then. Like you know it <laughs> yeah, is like yeah. it's not I didn't even say that to like as a joke. Like it then it's done. You know, like what yeah. what we know as America has has shifted, it's altered, and it's something different now. Yeah, I don't see that. You know, I see some people on that shit, but I don't see the majority of people on that. No. So, if that's the case, now yeah. if if Trump the, the, wins. The, the Democrats keep the House, Biden wins, and the Democrats get the Senate, I think. I think like America as we know it is is over with. Um, I think at that point the left has like way too much power in order to do whatever they want to do. Yeah, and everything that they've expressed that they want to do is very crazy and radical, and I have no reason to believe that they would not do it. So, perfect example: in election year, time to be a strategist. Time to like look at the 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 whole map of the battleground and know h- how you're gonna attack and be poised and be sophisticated. In a time like that, the day that Amy Coney Barrett gets confirmed Supreme Court justice, AOC tweets expand the court. So you're upset that Amy Coney Barrett is confirmed. So now you want to tweet expand the court do you think this is a good idea to say that when your party just took a pretty big hit right now with this lady being confirmed yeah and you the data out there shows that people don't like the idea of expanding the court so rather than you be a strategist and be poised because maybe you do feel like that inside but is now the time to express that i don't know i don't think that's very strategic of you so, but you see essentially the balls that she has and yeah. like the disregard. So if you have that disregard in an election year where, you know, it could go either way, what kind of disregard, what kind of lack of consideration are you going to have if, if you guys have all the power? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's the scary part right there. It's very scary. Uh, but and, so, and then what was the other scenario? Um, the the other scenario is Trump wins, and everything stays relatively the same. So essentially, Trump wins. Trump wins. The same Democrats keep Biden. the House, and and the Republicans keep the Senate. Yeah. Um, and and I guess maybe the question would be, where does the left go after this? If Trump wins, um, I think I think we'll see where the left goes immediately after he's projected or declared the winner if there's riots and looting and stuff like that then 
we could possibly be on the verge of a three-party system because what that would suggest is the Democrats that are moderates, they're going to learn and they're going to see, all right, well, the shit we were on didn't work. We did we tried too much of a power grab and that people ain't fucking with it. So we know we need to like move a little bit to the right or yeah. very much to the right. The powers that be, like the organizers, facilitators, and funders of the, the the riots and the looting and everything like that, if they rock with that shit and they're perpetuating that shit, that means that, well, wherever the moderate Democrats go, they don't give a fuck. They're staying where they're staying. In fact, they might go even, even further left, which today on Twitter, I made that prediction as like, if... If Trump wins, I predict that the radicals that were talking about abolishing the Electoral College in 2016 will now start to talk about abolishing elections, period. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I believe. Yeah. So, it'll, it, fuck the Electoral College argument. Now, it's not fuck elections. Like, we're going to yeah. get this person out of there and put our own, like, that type of shit. Yeah. So that could be a sign if, like, the rioting and looting takes place. I hate to admit if the, that you're right. If, if, if the rioting and looting doesn't take place, then that would mean that those, the radicals, not that they're going to change their ideology, they're going to keep their ideology, but the methodology of how they do things, they're going to change. So they're going to tone down, all right, well, clearly, like, the rioting and looting people don't fuck with that shit. So now we got to like delve a little bit deeper into the culture war and like yeah. and like start fighting through what um uh uh, uh one of the uh, this uh, Soviet um Marxist that I read about he calls the Pacific coexistence. So we got to coexist peacefully until we get like the leverage that we need. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then in that case, you'll see a lot of Marxists and a lot of the leftists camouflage themselves with the rest of the Democratic Party for the time being. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? To survive. To survive, exactly. Essentially, a lot of that happened during Obama's tenure. The the whole Marxism underneath, like as a oh, subculture. It was able to it was able to sprout. Yeah. yeah. And so when we saw, well, Trump, think of Obamacare. Like what? Like that's a very radical socialist, yeah. you know, program. And and so yeah, definitely it was. They it, you could see that they were for years and years they were dormant, you know, under. Well, I mean, Reagan dealt them such a huge. Well, so did Nixon. Like, but they were dealt such a a, a huge blow, and then. They kind of like sprouted with Carter, yeah. But Carter didn't last, and I think it was too aggressive with Carter. Like I think, yeah, things got very bad, very drastically. Which I think that could be what a Biden presidency would yield. It could be like one of those things that it gets so bad so fast that in in four years it's like another like Reagan type shit going on. Yeah. Um, but but I don't know if like that's where we're at in the 
in the assembly line of history. Um, but that it had, I think, a Biden presidency has has the potential of that. But so they came, they sprouted with Carter, got knocked down by Reagan, and then it was Republican win, Reagan, Reagan, Bush. And then Clinton had to be something different and yeah. more. He was more or less uh, the diet version of a Republican yeah. to a certain degree. And then it was like, all right, well, let's let's see w- where this goes. He did good, but there were still issues. People wanted a Republican after Clinton. Bush came, but then boom, 9-11 Bush was in a different place, had to focus on different things. Yeah. They start sprouting a little bit more. And then, boom, Obama, two terms, very leftist. Yeah. And then on top of that, he came in on the on, on the cusp of of a financial crisis and everything like that. So, yeah. So that's. But that financial crisis, I don't think like that financial crisis, I think, was complicated to a lot of people. This financial crisis that we're in now, I think most people gather that it's just based off of things not being open and things need to be open. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a pandemic. And um, you're seeing the the approach Trump is taking. This was an opportunity to have the biggest power grab over the people. And yeah. Trump was like, no, I ain't going to do that. Open up. People need to pay bills. People need to work. We need to, you know what I mean? Like, had it been Hillary, it'd be a very scary situation. Very scary. And and if we get Biden, what? Okay, what what's going to be mandated? What 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 are the new rules now? So that that's a scary notion right there. Or do they play the game of like, oh, all right, we're just saying lockdowns because we thought that's what you wanted to hear, but. Mm-hmm. Our economy's tanking. You know what I mean? Like you just don't know what you're getting with with Biden. Whereas with with Trump, you know for sure. It's like, well, no, the only way, uh, well, like how you said it, the only way uh, out is through. Mm-hmm. Like at this point, we have it. Let's just get through. And uh, just a very clear message on that. Um, a clear message on the economy. A clear message on. On really like the promises you made when it came to the Supreme Court, mm-hmm. to to the tax cuts, these were things that you promised that that that's why the poll that said like do, do you feel that you are better off now under a, a, a Trump uh, presidency? A lot of people said yes. You know, like yeah. it's it's undeniable when what you did is you kept your promise. You you lowered the corporate tax rate to twenty one percent, which made it competitive. Um, be, uh, or uh, states like Pennsylvania, states like Wisconsin, Arizona, Texas, those people are affected by those those swing states. Those uh, the fracking, like when 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 you literally got Joe Biden to say yes, we're gonna eliminate that shit. Like wh- what what does that mean? Because I mean, basically, Trump has focused solely on that part going into those swing states. Mm-hmm. It's like oh, let's watch these videos. Mm-hmm. It's like he's like summer jamming them, like Jay Z did a, yeah. a prodigy. It's like what? Um, is that enough? And if it is enough, well, then the people are looking at it from a financial perspective. Yeah, and and then well, that that's that's a slew of you know 
information that we now know for sure. You know what I mean? And I think that's also the nerve wracking part of it all. Again, is knowing where the people are at. And and that's the part where like let's say like you said people looking at it from the financial aspect of things, the economy aspect of things. Well, I don't think there's much argument there for like as far as against Trump, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So now it comes down to well, what other issues are people focused on? What other issues are important to people? Well, for if you look at foreign policy, I mean, he's done great with that also. So, okay, that's hard to have an argument with him, uh, you know, against him there. I've heard a lot of people bring up the, the issue of racial tension, race relations. I think to like certain people of color, they feel like, like as Biden always says, he's fanned the flames of it. To certain people, I think they see it that way. I don't see it that way. Um, but to the majority of the country, which is white, I don't think many of them see it that way and let's not forget that it wasn't that long ago under the the Obama administration where essentially there was a political and cultural movement to like blame all, all of society's ills on white people. This was way before Trump. Right, exactly. Right. So this and, and this wasn't that long ago and I think there was a certain segment of society that voted for that culture war to be fought. So that culture war clearly is not over yet. So I would imagine that's something that would take them back to the ballot box, yeah. you know, and and vote for Trump. Some dark night shit though. The night is dark as before dawn and and you saw how dark it got and then now you see like this is when you know the culture war is headed towards a different direction. Yeah. When you see Lil Wayne taking a picture oh, of Trump. Oh, big time. Yeah, yeah, Kanye yeah. taking a picture That's why I Trump. said in like last week's episode, yeah. whatever happens, the fire has already been lit. Yeah. Like the fire has been lit. It's just, where does this, where does it go? You know, like turnout, is, is there like with the, the mail-in ballots, fraudulence? There's, it could go a lot of different ways. So that's the part that we don't know. Yeah. And that's like the the big question mark, but the fire has definitely been lit. Um, like I said, here in 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 Chicago, sure, I don't see a whole lot of Trump signs, but I don't see many Biden signs. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You're right. And like you know what? I mean, that's anecdotal observation, but still, what does that mean? When in the past I've seen a whole lot of Hillary signs and a whole lot of Obama signs. What does that mean? That And then that's the other thing is like, because I would say that like if there was a to-do list for, you know, the second term of President Trump, I would say that the Republicans on that list, the there should be uh, this idea of Republicans mobilizing to maybe try to start working on getting things done in big cities in terms of like the political ideology of a big city. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like a Chicago or New York or LA or whatever, start 
trying to work on that. See, who knows, maybe by 2024, you could lock in a Chicago. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or maybe, maybe, maybe Chicago, maybe Chicago, New York, and LA are too big for that. But then maybe you could lock in a Baltimore or Detroit, you know, something where it's yeah. like, damn, the Republicans actually were able to get a big city. Or game round, Minnesota and Nevada. Now that you're seeing how close that is there. Yeah. Yeah. Because you got to well, think about I the think, future. I think Minnesota is a little bit more authentic in terms of like being able to to get it. I think with Nevada, the reason that there's a chance right now is because so much of Las Vegas economy is rooted in things being open. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think that's... is more fickle, you're saying. Yeah, like I, I think for them, it's more so like, well, there's this one guy that's saying that he was willing to shut shit down again. And there's another guy here saying, we're never shutting down again. I need my job. I need this money. I need my economic situation to be prosperous. So I'm rocking with, I'm rocking with dude. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So uh, it's strictly, uh, we, this is a survival pick right now. Yeah. Trump, please. Yeah, I, I could see that. I could see that. And then too, you got to look at the future of where Texas might go because I've heard, and actually uh, Vinsanity, he was talking about how a lot of people from California are moving towards Texas. Does that mean you're bringing leftist, you know, talking points? Or at least you voting left? Because I don't see Texas going red now, but if if enough people migrate and enough people think that way, you might turn Texas into a swing state. So that's that's something to think about in the future you know well you mean you don't see texas going blue now yeah i don't see it going blue now but maybe in the future it might be a yeah it could be up for grabs so then it's like well how can we change the dynamic you have and like you said the perfect way is to start working on these cities yeah big time and i think it's i think it's worth worth a shot and i think it's it's to the betterment of you know the whole nation if we're not there yet because like i said we don't know like what if later on today because again like it's election day like what if later on today or tomorrow whatever when the data comes out and we see certain states that we didn't what if we see a state that we didn't expect like what if we we see an illinois red <laughs> you know what i'm saying like what it like i don't i'm not saying that i think that's gonna happen yeah. but like what if what that if, yeah. what if that happens because it's happened in the past yeah. you know now boom or what if or some way somehow 45? trump actually yeah. gets the popular vote that'd be a shocker you know what i'm saying yeah. but that's my point is i now we're at a place where not only is the culture war being fought because like that part is undeniable it's actually being won so now that you see that what do you do because like let's say trump doesn't get the popular vote he just he gets the electoral vote and and biden still gets the popular vote yeah well it that would still signify because it's possible for biden to get the popular vote by an even bigger margin than Hillary, because as we know, so many more people are are voting. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, let's say Biden like has a bigger margin of the popular vote 
but then Trump gets a bigger margin of the electoral vote. Yeah. That would show a very polarized country. It would. And then and yeah. then right there, it would be something where it's like, well, the culture war is being fought, but who's to say who's winning the culture war? Because that's very that's very polarized. And then now what a a, a lot of just as many answers, just as many questions are going to be answered when we get the results of the election will also sprout new questions yeah. because because in that scenario of of a Biden uh, of a Biden popular vote win but Trump electoral vote win that means Trump's the president so that's you get a you got a polarized country there and now it's like all right well a culture war is being fought but we don't necessarily know who's winning the road forward is a little bit harder because there's yeah. you know there's going to be pushback and then now what do those people do in in the midterm in in, in Trump's midterm and like yeah. you know what I'm saying but now let's say Trump gets the popular vote and the electoral vote well now you see that the country isn't as polarized and yeah. now the road forward is a lot smoother is a lot better and then yeah. if 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 he does get the popular vote and he does a good job, then that what does could that mean that in two years he, keeps the, he has the presidency, they keep the Senate, and then they get the House. So now, in the last two years of a Trump presidency, you're seeing the, like what happens then when you have a red House, uh, 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 Trump in the White House, and then a red Senate. That's what I'm saying. There's all these things that can happen. Now, do you th look at? the turnout as an anomaly like look look at the numbers hawaii right now in early voting 110 percent 110.6 percent texas 107.7 percent montana 95.8 washington 93.8 new mexico 93.2 georgia 93.2 north carolina 91.1 and just a slew like we have tennessee nevada oregon florida arizona colorado in the 80 percent mm -hmm. like is this a result of the Trump effect like the last four years will we see that after Trump or is this just solely Trump has made this into this whole culture situation where he sucks up the energy in the room will it be politics as usual after Trump you know what I mean like that's also something that yeah that's like, kind of a weird and everything you just asked those are all the questions that are going to be sprouting up as the results come in because why such a high turnout or is it not necessarily a high turnout what if on election day so many people already voted that not that many people vote on election day yeah that's which right. that's a scary notion for the republicans because essentially from all, everything that i've read election day is the day that all the republicans are expected to turn out you know what i'm saying yeah yeah so you know because this early voting thing and the mail-in thing has been touted for some time now may so maybe maybe it's those numbers are not that much higher maybe like those are almost the peak right there yeah you're right but yeah. then but then maybe not maybe what what happens on election day today doubles that like we don't that, yeah. that's what i'm yeah. saying like 
there's so much there's so much unknown one thing that i that i will say that i've i've read and looked a little bit into in terms of like the the polls and and the the inconsistency of the polls is that in key battleground states the republicans since 2016 have registered way more voters than the democrats have so there could be hundreds of thousands of voters that these polls never would have even included in their sample groups because they technically don't even like have their contact info or or know of them yeah that's why i've been more interested in what the internal polls have to say obviously like i don't work for the media and like i don't have any like sources in in either campaign so i don't know like what their internals are saying but i have an idea of what their internals are saying based off of how the the candidates have been moving yeah and they've moved in a way that suggests things are different than what the mainstream polls are telling us because well one the the one thing that i observed was like when biden was in las vegas that's some internal polling shit like so you have oh, yeah that's some data from like within that's telling you that you ought to go to las vegas the other day biden and trump did contrasting rallies in minnesota well minnesota should be locked in for biden it it should be locked in for biden if arizona and and um and texas are quote-unquote swing states quote-unquote battleground states why aren't you why isn't biden spending any time in texas or arizona you know what I'm saying? Yeah, if yeah. those are, if that's really like what they are, you know, then why not try to sure that up? You know, yeah. you're not, you, Trump in New Hampshire the other day, like there's, there's all this stuff. And then today, Trump, he, he did some rallies in, well, today, as we record this, uh, he, uh, he did some rallies in, in, in Pennsylvania, in Scranton of all places. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Biden is in Pennsylvania so much, you know, he's he's in Pennsylvania, uh, he, he's, he's been around Pittsburgh, he's been around Philadelphia, he's in all these places in Pennsylvania, doesn't draw the type of crowd that Trump draws when Trump is in Pennsylvania. Yeah. But then not only that, this should be a stronghold for you, and you're treating this particular, this one state like you need it, because you do, because the reality is, is that on a, on and as the the numbers come out, if we see that tr- that Pennsylvania is competitive or goes to Trump, it's done for Biden. Like yeah, it, essentially, Biden's path to victory consists of Pennsylvania, yeah. probably the most important state as I mean, far as as, uh, as far as, far as like a, a battleground state. Yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent, because Trump could not like, like again like I, i'll reiterate what i what i said earlier trump could get if trump gets the sun belt so florida georgia north carolina which 
he it looks he's doing he looks like he's doing yeah. well in those places. Tra- Trafalgar has him up in Ohio, Michigan, and Wisconsin. Let's say he gets those. Arizona. He doesn't need Nevada, Minnesota, and Pennsylvania. He doesn't need to get a a a, a, a Democrat stronghold. He would yeah. still win. But if he but if those places that should be strongholds right now people consider flippable, then 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 I don't know. So then now maybe Biden right now being so much in Pennsylvania, maybe that to him. Maybe they're, the Democrats right now are not on the offensive. Maybe right now they're on the defensive and they're like, well, we need to shore up what we can. Yeah. Because. Let they, the rest of it just work itself yeah. out, but let's keep Pennsylvania. Yeah. We need and, those. And, it's and, 20, right? 20 uh, electoral votes? Yeah. Yeah. And so, and and that's the thing, that's the thing with, with that, like the way that their campaign is going is. It's like, oh well, shit. If if Arizona's flippable, why not go there? If Texas is flippable, why not go there? Shit, Florida, Florida is flippable, and he's not spending any significant amount of. Well, you saw Trump pull. He was like, well, what's the point? He pulled. I think they pulled five million, and then now he just he's focusing on on Pennsylvania, on Michigan, Wisconsin, all those. Uh, then he's like, you know, RNC, you could take care of that. RNC took care of that, like. There's really no fighting right now for Florida. It's whatever happens, happens. But to me, that would be a little bit... Like, if I saw Trump pulling out, wouldn't you not want to go in? Exactly. On the offensive? Oh, well, he's pulling out. Let's let's kind of make him nervous which, here. Which suggests that the numbers that they have internally aren't don't look as, as favorable... For Biden, as I think the media like wants to make it appear, yeah. Um, so again, like we'll we will see, and and hopefully within twenty four hours we'll know. But uh, it's it's pretty pretty crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, I just want people to tweet us what they think. What do you guys think? How's it looking? Yeah, let us know. Let us um, know. Otherwise, I'm probably gonna try and like sleep. To like ten, <laughs> so then I, I can I can at least have an idea where things are because yeah. I'm a nervous wreck. Well, I think that's good for today. That's our episode for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. The show continues to grow because you guys keep listening, so keep on listening. Remember, we're on Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple, and Google. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Hanging with Apes. If you know somebody would be interested in something that we talk about. Please share it with them. We'll see you guys next week. Be safe. Happy election. We're out. Peace. Peace.